Our main passage has been Ephesians, and we're going to get back into that as well. But I want you guys just to help me out this morning, if you're being honest. How many of you would say that this week you could feel, say that I'm emotionally, and that's what I'm going for, you say, I, I feel like this week I've been in an emotional battle, up and downs, conflicts, whatever. Raise your hand right now. Probably, probably most of us here. And you say, wait a minute, I, th- I, thought, I thought you were preaching on spiritual warfare, not, not emotional warfare. I, we, we have to understand, you realize that Satan is after our minds, and our minds are connected to our emotions, and our emotions dictate our actions. See, Satan wasn't just after your emotions with, let's, let's say, the emotion of fear that you had this week, and you're sitting there saying, you're, you're driving to work, and you're, and you just dropped off your kids, and you're wondering, will, will, will my, my son or daughter be accepted at school? Is he being bullied? You, you drive out to your, or walk out to your car after work, and you're thinking, man, are we going to have enough money to pay the rent? Am I going to get home? Is my husband going to be in a bad mood? Is he going to be upset? We've got this idea is we've had a pain in your back, and you're wondering, well, it's probably cancer. It's probably this. It's probably that. You get, you, you, our minds are ruled and connected by fear. We, we studied that passage that we wrestle The word wrestle means battle. Hands-on confrontation. It's it's a matter of you're tired. And and, and when I say this, it's going to make me sound old, but I'm going to just be honest. I've gotten to the point where I I wrestle with my kids and like five minutes into it of throwing them around and, you know, throwing them off the couch and all that. You get up and you're using muscles and energy that you're not used to using. And you stand up and just like, guys, that's enough. I'm exhausted. You realize that when we're wrestling emotionally, and the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, it's not that battle, but I'll tell you this, when you're in a hands-on battle, it will wear you out. Sometimes, I'd rather be more physically tired than emotionally tired. When I go on vacation, and we're running around and things, and Jen said that wasn't vacation, I said it was vacation for me because I was able to rest my mind. I was able to get away from some of the problems. I was able to get away from some of the stresses. It's, it's an opportunity just to break away because Satan is after our minds. Second Corinthians 10.3, he says, Though we walk, though we live in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. And we went through this. Every day, the mental, emotional battles. But this is our focus today. For our weapons, for the weapons You know why he's saying that? You need to fight back. You have to fight back. Of our warfare are not carnal or physical. Just you, You walk out and you say, man, if I just made more money. Man, if I had a better spouse. Man, if my kids would just act right. Man, if it was this or that. And the Bible is saying those things are not the weapons that God said will win the victory over your mind. They won't. For our weapons are mighty. The Bible says they're powerful. They're greater. What you have will do the job. Through God, and and we're going to jump back into that. You need to circle those two words. Through God. Through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imagination. The thoughts and ideas that go through our minds. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bring it into captivity. Every thought. 
to the obedience of Christ. Let's pray. Father, as we study this passage, Lord, help us to learn the practical ways of gaining the victory over our minds. Lord, we can't keep going through life mentally and spiritually exhausted. Lord, it is not your plan, it's not your will, Lord, that we wake up every single day dreading life and dreading the day that we have to face. Lord, when we read that we're more than conquerors through you, Lord, you've called us to run to the darkness and and, and to lift out and be different. And Lord, if we're beat down ourselves, how will we ever make a difference? Lord, speak to our hearts as we fill our minds with the things of you this morning. We pray this in your name. Amen. Think about all the things that the Bible tells us about spiritual warfare. And you know that passage in Job, and the Bible opens up with Job, and the Bible is having a conversation with God and the devil. And it's not one of those things that really we think about, but just imagine this for a minute. God's in heaven, or however that came in, and Satan is there, and God calls him out, and he says, Satan, what have you been doing? In Job chapter 1. And he said, oh, I've been walking to and fro about the earth. To and fro. You guys see... Satan is saying, you know what, I, 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 I popped into Fellowship Baptist Church and then I walked out and I got in the car with that one church member. Man, I got him good. We went home and I walked in and I stirred up the kids and I walked out and I stirred up the neighbors and I went down the street. Do you, know, you see what he's saying? Satan is like, man, I'm, I, I'm on a mission, man. I, I've got, I've, I'm walking everywhere doing my thing. Then we get in Ephesians and you don't have to turn there, just listen to this. The Bible says, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and power of the air, the atmosphere. Now listen to this. The part that you can't see, the next word, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The spirit. there, There is, and remember last week or a week before when we were talking about neither give place to the devil that we, we talk about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. God, come in here. The Holy Spirit's with me. I'm never alone. The Holy Spirit talked to me. The Holy Spirit did this. We have another spirit. Or if you want to word it like this, there's another presence with you. Fighting you. Standing next to you. Whispering to you. That now worketh. Doing a job. Executing its plan. Speaking into your mind, manipulating you, changing you, convincing you, talking you down, working his way in. You you realize that it's not just a spirit of bitterness that's after you. And the spirit of fear. When the Bible says, God said, I have not given you that spirit or that presence of fear. Because you know know that it's more than just lust. The, the, The Bible talks about there being a spirit of lust, a presence The prince and power of the air. In Ephesians, look at Ephesians 6, or or read with me in Ephesians 6. Above all, taking 6.16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. You know know where fiery darts, and I did an illustration, maybe some of you guys remember, I actually brought in like a Nerf gun and I did this. And I took the Nerf gun and I pulled it back and I shot it into the balcony and I was just showing... That all of a sudden you're walking through life and you're not expecting anything and bam, you know where it came from? Through the air, through the presence, 
through the Spirit, all of a sudden you're sitting there and you got hit with that thought and you're thinking, man, why is my wife this? And why is my husband this? And man, I'm so mad. And you're thinking, how did you get that way? It's working in your mind. That's how he attacks. He, he is doing it. And, and just so you guys know, if you're part of my Wednesday night class, this is a metaphor here. It's giving a word picture. Christ is painting a picture saying, let me, let me show you guys. I know you can't see it, but let me put it in language or in art form that you get. All the fiery darts of the wicked. The darts come out of nowhere. The darts will hit you even in church. As you're driving home, as you glance at a billboard, as you have a passing thought about your mother-in-law. And all of a sudden, you're just worked up and you're, you're, you walk through the door and your wife is like, what's got in you? What's wrong with you? I don't know. I just... Uh, uh, uh. That doesn't come from God. And the Bible describes this and just take the description here. He said all the fiery darts. You know what something that is lit on fire does? Fire spreads. That thought of lust, that thought of greed, that thought of anger will spread over your mind. It is, it is spreading through there and all of a sudden it, it's rubbing off on the kids. What are you doing, kids? What are, what's dad all upset? Dad comes home every... And all of a sudden that targeted thing that he did in your life is consuming you. You know what fire does? It destroys it, 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 it takes over. It, it rips apart. It tears down. It breaks down everything that it gets a hold of. Why are we saying this? The Bible explains these things as strongholds. Tearing down the imagination and all the strongholds that get into our minds. Because here's what happens. All of a sudden, it's no longer just a thought. You, you become bitter. It gets into your heart. It becomes a grip in your mind. And that lustful thought or that anger thought or that whatever it is. And there's some people that I could mention to you or your wife could mention to you and say, man, I, yeah, you know, and all of a sudden you're in this rage of anger. You have bitterness, a stronghold in your mind about that person. You know what? I, I could mention it right now. Let me just talk about politics. Let, let me just vi- mention what's on TV right now. And some of you get so worked up. Let me tell you, God did not give you that spirit of anger. But of love and of sound mind. To look at that news and sit there and say, hey, the one thing I know is God's in control. I don't have to fear tomorrow. I don't have to fear what they're saying. I don't have to fear who's voted in next. My God is on the throne. That's the thought process that God has given us. How do you get that back? How do we get to the point where we simply tell Satan that he is the father of all lies? And that dart that's stuck in your mind of whatever it is, that is a lie of the devil. That is him trying to take over and manipulate your thought the same way he did with David. David's on there and all of a sudden he looks up and that dart hit his brain. Bathsheba. It turned around and the Bible says that he looked again. And he began to ponder and think and, 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 and wonder and, and, and imagine. And all of a sudden, those thoughts went into action. And those actions brought forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringing forth death. 
That is the objection of Satan. 2 Corinthians 10.4 For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. The weapon that God has given us helps us to overcome. The weapons are stronger than the strongholds. So I ask you, how do we fight back? Let me give you the three things this morning. Number one, we call our attention to the things of God. You know what we're going to do? We're going to bust down the door of Satan's uh, hideout, if you will. We're going to go in there. We're going to examine his plans. And Satan's in there walking with his demons and all of them saying, Guys, you, you know how we're going to get that, that, that father? You know how we're going to get that mother? I, I, I've got this plan. All we have to do is put that thought into her head. You can imagine all the Satan going, That, that ain't going to work. Well, guys, remember. The way that we work is that's going to be a fiery dart and it's going to spread over their mind. Eventually it will consume all I need is one shot. You know what I realized? That God has much greater warfare than what they have. It works the same way. Let me, let me illustrate. Keep going, Richard. Keep going. Come on. Come on. There you go. Pause on that one. Stop right there. All right, keep going. Oh, yeah, pause. All right, go back. Pause. Go forward. Oh, yeah. I know how to stir up Baptist. If the message starts going south, you just, you just speak to their stomachs. Keep going. Here you going. Is that it? Is that, oh, okay, there you go. All right, you can take them off. Now, just to prove a point, I have lost you for the rest of the service. <laughs> this, this, is, this is what they do on commercials, okay? You're sitting there, you're dieting, you exercise that morning, you're doing good, you drank three 64-ounce cups of water, you've gotten your exercise by running to the bathroom 64 times from drinking the 64 ounces of water, you know, you, you got it all worked out. And you're sitting there with all the good intentions. And then Dairy Queen advertises their new blizzard. And all they do is start holding that bad boy upside down and showing that it won't come out. And it shows the ice cream going in, the mixing in. They're talking about brownie batter. And, and, and I mean, your mind starts going. And you know the next thing that you do? Honey, we need to go to Dairy Queen. I'm like, babe, you just ran four miles this morning. You drank 55 gallons of water. You, you did this, you did that. And all of a sudden, it's all out the window by what was planted in your brain. You think it doesn't work? We wouldn't have TV today if that didn't work. The only reason why they're able to run your favorite TV show is because of the commercials that they put between there where they pay people high volumes of money to know how to put thoughts in your head. You say, that's what Satan does. It does. It's time for us to fight back. I want, I, I want you to... Romans 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
All of the garbage, all the negativity. Some of us battle with negativity. You can't talk about something. You can't talk about church. You can't talk about ministry without there being a negative thought that comes in with it. It's not of God. It's not of God. By the renewing, the changing, the conforming, rebooting, clearing out, putting the good in of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. You must feed your mind the things that bring glory to God. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which patheth understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We'll come back to that. We're going to finish with that. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report, if there's going to be any virtue, if there's going to be any praise, you've got to do what? You've got to what? Say it again. You've got to what? Think on these things. You've got to think on these things. You've got to think on these things. Just checking Facebook just a minute. I'm going to tweet that really fast. Oh my goodness. She calls that a selfie. She looks like a circus clown. You guys see how we have filled our minds with everything other than those things? Our minds are consumed with Netflix, Hulu, cable TV, Friday night movies, magazines, TV shows, binging on TV shows. Everything that fills our minds up, and I'm not saying that it's all wrong, but what I do realize is we're not feeding our brains with the things of God. And I, I, I love stepping on the issue of music. It's amazing how we'll get in our car and the things that are planted into your brain will alter how you feel and what you think about for the rest of the day. That's how they can get. I, I remember when I was a kid and I was, I was just jamming through the store. And, and, and I was just singing this commercial and my wife, my mom comes over to me and she said, will you quit singing beer commercials? <laughs> and I, I couldn't stop. I'm like, mom, it's stuck in my head. Name above all names, worthy of all praise. My heart will sing how great, how great is our God. Isn't it amazing when you start planting into your head the things of God, how it changes. See, what we need to do is you sit there, I'm tired of being negative, I'm, I'm tired of being lustful, I'm tired of this. Turn off HBO, okay? To turn off the shows that are going to put it in your mind and start feeding your mind the things that will think on these things. I'll tell you what, I'm not, I'm not always a promoter of these things, but let me tell you, you want to stir your heart, you need to go see War Room. You need to support it, you need to lift it up, you need to buy the DVD. You need to buy five of them. You need to give them to every person in your family. You need to spread it out because that is nothing more than exalting the name of Jesus Christ and the power of prayer and the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you haven't seen it, you wait till you see it and then you'll be up here preaching the same thing. You walk out of there and all of a sudden you're saying, how great, how great is our God. For as man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You will act upon, you will do, you will think, you will ponder, you will react 
to what you have filled your mind with. And when you get your mind in the word of God and your music praises God and the things you watch abhor that which is evil and the nudity and the profanity and the God cursing and all those things that we call entertainment that God calls sin and you jump into that pig pen and you get out and say, I wonder why I smell. I wonder why my attitude smells. I wonder why. What are you thinking about? We call to our minds the things of God. Number two, we counter his lies with truth. In Ephesians 6.17, the Bible says, And take the helmet of salvation, which is a metaphor, a word picture, and the sword of the Spirit, another one, which is the word of God. The word means to swing at the devil. Battle. Take the aggressive weapon. Now, Joe Catronia, would you mind coming up here? And I need you to play the devil. Okay? You'll make a great devil. We counter his lies with the truth. I'm giving you guys some practical things. How do we overcome? Number one, think on these things. Put into your mind, plant into your mind the things of God. Number two, we call or counter his lies with truth. Now, we've given the illustration. I know this is so cliche, but I want you guys to get the thing. Truth number one, you are forgiven. Truth number one, you are forgiven. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to come after me and, 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 and Satan, this is what he does. He wrestles, we're going to reverse, well, I'm going to be the devil. All day we're, we're wrestling against flesh and blood. And I gave that illustration, we feel like we're being beat up and just, man, I'm, I'm tired. Quit, quit. Because it's spiritual and I can't lay eyes on whoever is doing it. We argue with our spouses. We get mad at our fellow Christians. We do all those things because we can't see the spiritual battle that's beating us up. But then Satan, God calls us and explains it. So now we know. Now we're no longer here. We're at this point where we know who we're fighting. But this is what we're doing. We're sitting there trying to do it, but his power is greater than our power. Now you're Satan again. You can push me around like that. What are you doing, man? I'm your boss. Stop. <laughs> So we get into this confrontation, and you're beat up all day long. But all of a sudden, the Bible, not me, I'm, I'm not just going to say, I have got a good illustration. The Bible says that he has given us the sword of the Spirit. So I know this is cliche, but to, to get the point across. So I come back, and this time you're beating me up. <laughs> Picture moment. Let, let me tell you guys. You're going to tell me all day long that the sin that I did and the fact that some of you have had abortions and some of you have been divorced four times and and some of you have a problem of your thoughts and some of you have done some wicked things nobody knows about. But we come to the place in our mind where I know that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and I realize that he has forgiven me and you're going to keep coming after me and you keep, go ahead. You keep beating me up like this. I, I, I pull out the sword of the spirit. And I claim this. And this is the thing that we throw at the devil. Just to get the eye. If I confess my sins. He is faithful and just. To forgive me of my sins. And to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. 
Do you realize that when I confess my sins, the Bible says that my sin is as far as, far as the east is from the west? Do you guys, and you say, oh, that's what I, no, this is, this is what Christ said. When you do it, counter his lies with God's truth. You have no authority over me. Jesus Christ is my Savior. The Bible says that we, not, not only do we counter that with the truth of our forgiveness, but the truth that we've been made new. The Bible says that old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Satan comes at me and says, you know what, you'll, you'll always be a loser. You're never going to be this, and they'll never look at that. You call out and say, here's the thing. Whole things are passed away. Behold, in the name of Jesus, all things have become new. You have no authority over me. Get this picture in your head right here. As Satan keeps coming in like that, you pull out what the Bible says is the sword of truth and you stick it in his face. And the Bible says it is a double-edged sword, meaning no matter which way you swing it, he cannot get to you. It's the truth. You've been made new. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death had no more dominion over him. Likewise, reckon ye yourselves to be dead indeed unto sins, but alive unto God through Christ Jesus. You know what that reckon means? To call to remembrance the fact that you are changed. And Satan sits there and says who you were, and you say, that's not true anymore. I recognize the fact that I've been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. I've been made new. I used to be a sinner, but now I'm a saint of God. I used to be in my failures, but now I have been forgiven. You say, what is that? It's sticking in his face when he cannot push again. You talk about casting down imaginations. This is what it is. And some of you guys, this is what you're doing. Netflix. And Hulu and everything else is not going to do that. And we have all these thoughts going through our mind until you get there and start embracing the truth. The truth. Joe, you can be seated. We're going to put into application this in just a minute, but I want to finish and close this up. We call to our minds the things of God. We counter his lies with truth. You swing it. You put it in his face. Sword of the Spirit. It's not just an illustration. It's an application. Use the word of God to rebuke and put him in his place. The third thing, we claim the power of Christ. We claim the power of Christ. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. How? Through God. It's not you. Through God. It is a relationship with God. John, would you mind coming up here for a minute? Joe, will you come back? I forgot I need you again. You're still the devil. All right. Yeah, I know. It's cool. Okay. You just stand there for just a minute, and then you're going to pick on me again. So here it is. Not literally. Come on. It hurts. I'm kidding. So we've got this confrontation going on. It will always be that way. Can I tell you guys, you sit there and go, I claim the blood of Jesus Christ. I went to church and I still fought all week. Yes, after you make him mad, he's still going to come after you. But, here, but here's the thing. 
And through God, through God, this is why so many Christians fail. All right, John, you come over here. I, I want you to represent the visual, the spiritual, and you say, for we, we can't see the spiritual wor- world. We can't. But I, wa- I want to, just like the Bible does, paint a picture to where you can see it. This, the presence of God through all of us, is great and stronger than then. Just, just so you know, he is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, it's greater, it's stronger. But do you realize that it's through your relationship with God that gives you the victory? Not just saying, God can, God is able, God is faithful, God, keep going. God is faithful, God is good, God, it doesn't matter. It is through my relationship. So back up, you guys stay there. It says, to pulling down the strongholds, casting down imaginations, bringing into captivity every thought. That word casting down means to lower, demolish, to cast down, to destroy. Just so you guys know, my relationship with God has the ability to do that to him. And it says in every imagination, all of the other things that comes with it. I'm, I'm missing the words. I want to say it right. In every thought, bring in every thought, every high thing that exalted itself. Satan does not come alone. Playboy, all the other junk, all those shows, all those thoughts, every high thing that exalted itself against that comes with Satan. He sits there and says, go get them, boys, that spirit of lust. Go get them, that spirit of anger. Go get them. That what, he has all these tools and all those things that exalt itself against that. This is where it gets cool. Philippians 4, 7, one more time, we're closing. And the peace of God, remember, think on these things, think on these things. Listen to this. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall, what's the next word? Shall what? The word keep means to be a watcher. It means to mount as a guard, to be a sentinel, to post spies at the gate to protect. Now, I didn't didn't write that. That came straight out of the Greek lexicon of that definition of that word. Do you realize that my relationship with Christ stands guard to help me? To keep, to guard, to mount as a guard to post his spies as, at the gates to protect. Now this is, this is how we need to change these things. And it doesn't happen over time. But I, you, you realize that he is able to cast down. And he's still going to come after me. But I put in guard. I think on these things. It's a relationship through, through Christ. Through Christ. You know what that means? You have to get through Christ. To get to me. I know. (laughs) Hit the gym, big boy. You guys can be seated. It's awesome. To know it doesn't happen overnight. I, I am building that relationship with God. I'm casting down. I'm getting out. I'm asking God. I pull out that sword every single day and say, get out of my face. You don't have control over me. You can't have control over me. And the whole time, Christ is coming up. He's putting his arms around me. And I know sometimes, oh, that all sounds good and everything, but it's just the application of what God says.